0: Well, this morning we can reflect on our gospel. Very simple thought or observation. When the rich young ruler decides not to follow Jesus, he walks away and it says he's sad. It's very interesting. He says he's sad. And we see that Jesus was calling him, that he had a vocation on his life. And... He didn't live up to it. And that's why he was sad. That's why he was sad. And I think the vocation, our vocation is really our most important identity. And it provides for us our plan for life. And if we don't embrace it fully, we're gonna be, we're gonna end up falling short of true happiness. Or if we you know, maybe we do embrace our, our vocation, but we are not living up to it in its fullness. Okay, we're not fully cooperating with the grace of our vocation. Uh, there's going to be a lack, and there's going to be that lack of that sadness, that um, lack of happiness. If you see what he was focusing on, too, why did he why did he miss out on his vocation? Why did he end up being um, uh, sad why did why is this lack of happiness he, he, he didn't attain happiness why he was focusing on external things okay so it was his wealth he had many possessions so that's what hindered him from actually following Christ and whenever we fall short of our vocation whenever uh we are not generous with god he's calling us to do something he's asking something from us and we're hesitant or we're resistant or whatever it might be um, what, that stems from a, an imbalanced love of oneself as opposed to love of God. Okay, So we got to love God above all things and before ourselves as well. And uh, there's an imbalanced love of self that's getting in the way, that's hindering the, the full flourishing of our love for God. Now what is, what does that mean? The fancy word is inordinate love of self, but it kind of means like an imbalanced love of self. Uh, there's a love of self that's good that we need to have, but then there's a love of self that's not good, that it's going to be a hindrance to us. The love of self that's good is when we first of all love God, and then we love ourselves in God, and we love ourselves from God's perspective, from an eternal perspective. We want for ourselves what's truly good for us. We want eternal life. We want eternal happiness. Okay, Not just the happiness or pleasure that we can get here and now, but we are focusing on our souls. And the external things are not as important to us. The unhealthy love of self happens when we put an emphasis on our own comforts, our own convenience, and the externals, our external reputation, um, our bodies. And uh, that's when we fall into that imbalanced self-love. And we really actually don't pursue and attain what's good for us and what's for our own happiness. Now, ironically, today we celebrate the Memorial of St. Pius X. When I was in Rome, I spent many years in Rome studying... I'd go to St. Peter's Basilica, I even gave tours of St. Peter's Basilica, and one of the things I'd always talk about is this really striking example of what's called an incorruptible. Okay, in our tradition we have many saints who, the natural, after they die, the natural process of decay is impeded greatly. Sometimes it can go on, the person's body can be relatively well intact for four or five hundred years. Um, and there's no real natural explanation for it. It's a, it's a miracle. It's a sign that God is giving to the church and to the world that this person had an exceptional um, amount of sanctity. And if you go into St. Peter's Basilica, you can go and you can see St. Pius X. His body is laying underneath one of the side altars. It's in a, it's in a clear, um, it's under glass, it's there. And it's open to the air, so it's not like it's sealed off. They didn't embalm when he died. It was like 1910 or 1920. They didn't embalm people at the time. He's not embalmed. And he doesn't look pretty. All the water is out of his body, so he looks really kind of shriveled up and nasty looking. But his body is sitting there intact and corrupt. And I find that very interesting. This is an extremely interesting thing because when you focus on the inner man and you truly love your inner man, you're going to actually get the outer man too. But when you focus on the outer man, you're not going to get the outer man or the inner man. You're going to be totally lost forever. Isn't that that ironic? So what's true happiness? True happiness is cooperating with God's call in our life and living up to that no matter what and being generous to God. And when we do that, we're going to find happiness. We won't have to walk away like this rich young man Walked away sad, and I think in, in the life of Saint the X we can see that, and the, the ironic testimony that God has given to us as a proof of that—that that Saint the X put the inner man first, and his his true interests and his true happiness—he put that first—is that his actual body, his outer man, is is preserved and incorrupt as a as a witness to that to that um, sanctity of his. So my brothers and sisters, let's be generous to God. Is there anything in our lives God's calling us to do something and we're hesitant to do it, we're hesitant to cooperate with it? Uh, I know with me as myself, if I ever forget that I'm a priest all the time, 24-7, that's when I get into trouble. i got to remember, I'm a priest 24-7, all the time. I'm never not a priest. It's not that I'm just a priest when I say Mass, I'm a priest always. Whenever I forget that, I'm going to really botch my life up, and botch the ministry up, and botch the church up, and botch all of you guys up. Okay, So whatever our vocation is, if it's marriage, if it's consecrated singlehood, if it is priesthood, religious life, whatever it is, we need to really embrace it. And therein lies our true self-preservation and our true happiness.